so we go to record and then uh john uh john like walks away and he comes back he's like I had to investigate a sound and i'm like are, uh, john are you a an a, like um uh Metal Gear Solid enemy? Is that what yeah. you're going to investigate a sound? I had a little exclamation point pop up <laughs> above my head. Yeah. You should have known what I was doing because we yeah. are on video chat with each other. Mm-hmm. Um, you should. Yeah, you held up the little cardboard them. thing from like the cosplay of Snake yeah. above yeah. your head, and you hit the little soundboard button, and made the noise. That's, I mean, that's that's why I have to do an audio format show because mm-hmm. I am like a somewhere between a Metal Gear villain or enemy and like a sim. So it's, it's mm-hmm. always pretty easy to read me. Like mm-hmm. I can't, it's, uh, can't it's very, <laughs> no, it's very easy to kind of get a, get your vibe for the day because of the rotating diamond above your head. If mm-hmm. it's green, we know you're chill. If it's red, we know you're coming in with some fire. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. my mood. Jim. <laughs> yeah. It just lets you know what my mood is. <laughs> yeah. It's definitely not just based on the temperature of your body. It's, uh, it's, more, it's more different than that. No, I've been having an insane week. Uh, work is insane. Everything's insane. Uh, but uh, it's been nice because I can log onto the internet and see people who are having an even rougher time than me. Uh, <laughs> and I've been talking a lot about cult stuff. Oh, before I get into the new cult thing that I found, I want to okay, revisit okay. one of the old ones, okay. which is the YouTuber lady. I couldn't remember her name on the episode when I brought her up, but it is Teal Swan. Mm-hmm. And she okay. is a, she's like a vlogger who does like self-help kind of stuff. She's but she a also Sufjan Stevens to- song. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's what that's what that name sounds like to me oh yeah well she also she has a son whose name is winter so his name is winter swan that's so badass that's a Even cool name s- no it's horrible Come that, on. no that's cool <laughs> as fuck i'm sorry i, I, I kind of fuck with that <laughs> but uh anyway they you know she, well not they she uh she basically says like i'm an alien i'm an altarian or whatever mm. and i'm here to like bring enlightenment to the people of earth and I saw something very similar recently from this poster, Noel Cook at N Cook Bhutan, who has been uh, doing a bunch of quote unquote from her bio ethnographic research on the online participation of women in extreme right wing movements. And she's been following a bunch of women who were involved in January 6th. And that led her to the Conscious Life Expo, which is a an expo slash gathering for a bunch of right wing and new age grifters to get together and try to sell each other on batshit theories and fake medicine. She's doing a little, (laughs) where are they now? Yeah. (laughs) And some of the people who are represented at this, like the second tweet in the thread is just the oldest dude you've ever seen sitting in front of a couple (laughs) maps. And it says Lemurian fellowship. behind. (laughs) Hell Uh, yeah. Yeah. This one is such a bummer because it's like all you have to do to make this be cool and not like a shitty grift is just imagine this guy with the same maps and like the same sign, basically Mm -hmm. maybe like change the sign slightly. And he's at like a comic con or a nerd con or something <laughs> and he's selling like a D map and it's like you can come into this map and become a lemurian and i've written this whole campaign it'd be awesome like just looking at this guy probably write something really weird and cool he's got little like trinkets that you use for your character to get into get into the role but <laughs> I, I don't, I don't know life. you never you never know he could he could just like this could just be him shooting his shot like he might mm-hmm. not you know have he might not be ideologically aligned with other people at this convention. He just does, he's just doing the circuit, you know? Yeah. Well, that's uh-huh. what, one of the things that I think is kind of like telling about this is that not all of these people come from the same backgrounds. It seems like the weird new ager stuff, the conspiracy theory, UFO stuff, those have already kind of been slotted together for a long time, but now you're getting all of the weird, like MAGA QAnon people who mm-hmm. ha- whose brains are, have been so broken for so long that they're like, yeah, whatever i'm a star seed 
that makes <laughs> sense to me, which is like, that was the big thing she focused on in this thread is that there were a bunch of people at the convention, mostly women, according to her, who claimed to be this thing called a star seed. They said one of the most common characteristics of being a star seed is quote, a strong sense of an unfulfilled purpose. And they have, <laughs> really? I know you're a subject of capitalism. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. That's, that's such, that's like the same sort of like uh, cold reading that like Scientologists do when mm -hmm. they do a personality test. Like mm -hmm. that is such a perfect, uh, so uh, just so you know, you know, if you, often experience feelings that you don't belong or perhaps you feel like when you feel hungry you're not actually hungry for food you're hungry to join this thing that i want to sell you yeah, cult. yeah. yeah. And, and it's That's like so crazy it's, i feel it, hungry all the time like every day almost yeah yeah it's yeah. literally just like pseudo uh pseudo intellectual cold reading well it's, mm -hmm. and it's also like um harry potter brain adults like mm. it, this is the alien why wasn't i invited this, I never yeah, got their hogwarts like, letter this yeah, is yeah. the alien like wellness therapy version of going to hogwarts right it's like you're a starseed you're actually from outer space and you need to like hone your powers so that you can help all of the normal sad little human beings of which you are not one you are definitely not just a depressed person we're taking advantage of you're a special alien and some of these influencers such as Lyra Ray, princess of Pleiades, creator of Pleiades World. I'm just reading her sign. This isn't me, you know, uh, laboring the point. Is apparently an ET expert Reiki teacher. Gotta get the Reiki. <laughs> Gotta have Reiki in there. Starseed mentor and a multi-dimensional healer. Because <laughs> I tell you, I tell you, I'm sick of going to the doctor and only getting healed in this dimension. You know what I'm <laughs> <I know. about? laughs> it's such a rip-off. Yeah, you're like, okay, doc, I'm feeling fine, but like what about like my fifth dimension, sixth dimension? I think in the seventh dimension I got a stomach ache. And they're like, please go home. More people need need care and I'm mm -hmm. very busy. Well, no, and this then is very fun because like uh you know, it is a little bit sexist that she's focused specifically on uh women who were at january 6th and what what they're up to now and they're doing like this woo woo crystal cult uh space mm -hmm. space shit but also it's it is kind of funny that like uh the the guys who were at january 6th all ended up in jail but the women who were at january 6th are now like putting a, a crystal shape like Donald Trump uh, like up their ass because they <laughs> yeah. think it, it connects them to Orion. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's also like, I, I think a lot of the men, the, the, the culty stuff is all gendered towards men. Like, QAnon for men, you know, January mm -hmm. 6th for men, you just get a big truck, you have a gun, dude you wipes. wear tactical gear, yeah. you use dude wipes because <laughs> there's no porta potties <laughs> at the White House or whatever. And so, or wherever January 6th, the Capitol building. Yeah. And, um, so that's the thing is I feel like a lot of women in right-wing spaces are like feeling left out. And so they're gravitating towards other fringe movement. Like it's kind of like that thing where it was like alt-right women are complaining that alt-right men are treating them badly. And it, you know, everyone was like, well, we don't want to laugh at women getting mistreated, but also like, yeah, what did you expect from those guys? Like <laughs> they're, they're open pieces of shit. And so like there, there's a certain level of just like really being pushed out of increasingly like imagine because you've been trapped in a toxic community before we all have, but imagine getting rejected 
by a series of increasingly toxic trapped in a toxic community called the United States of America. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and one of the things that really stood out to me was this tweet where she says, the overall sadness and desperation on display was apparent. I'm not talking about old school healers, sidewalk clairvoyance, and the odd old men with kooky pamphlets. I'm talking about the people who have convinced themselves they are star seeds. And it's it strikes me that even in a convention full of Dale Gribbles buying JF case alien piss from each other in a big circle <laughs> these people still stand out for their desperation and hopelessness yeah. oh speaking of dale gribble i did read an interesting theory that uh boom Hauer, the, the, it's the the theory goes that boom dale gribble was basically like uh you know being monitored by the fbi and boom Hauer was like his undercover handler <laughs> I mean, that makes sense. I think it, at the end of the very last episode, it's revealed that Boomhauer is a state trooper or a Texas Ranger or something uh, like that. Okay. okay. And, and it's right at the very end. There's a reboot coming, uh, ostensibly. I mean, reboots keep I getting that, canceled. Yeah. R.I.P. Boondocks reboot. That never happened. Oh, the, oh they the were going to make reboot that? of King of the Hill is going to suck so much. Yeah, I mean, maybe you never know what Mike Judge is going to do. He's a wild card. He's made very bad mm -hmm. things. He's made very good things. Yeah. I have no idea what's going to happen. I do have to say the reboot of Beavis and Butthead. Well, they kind of rebooted it and they also made a new movie. Both of those were mm -hmm. pretty funny. Like the, yeah. there was like the show and they just like were watching YouTube videos. And it, I wish there was like way more of it. Like there's one where they're watching an ASMR <laughs> video that's hilarious. And they watch like random new music videos. So still pretty funny. Yeah, I am very good. interested to see... Uh, or I guess we'll never really find out, but uh, like at these conventions where there's just booths upon booths of different people selling their like new age alien philosophy crystals and like meditation pods, mm -hmm. like which, which of those booths are run by feds? Mm. Oh yeah. I mean, that you was know, which fun. are, which are fed honey pots. Cause you know, there's got like at least probably 15%. Yeah, that seems like one of the more fun jobs you could get as like an Absolutely. undercover fed trying to like investigate extreme right wing cults because it's like the I feel like the ones where you have to try to convince dudes to like kill the governor of Michigan, like it's a little boring, kind of repetitive, but just being able to like make up crystal stories and like alien stories and then like, you know, get your D&D &D brain going a little and make up yeah. like little critters and stuff and then talk about them to people. Seems yeah, cool. you're, you're you're like a police officer, but you're like, yeah, I, I'm not your average police officer. I sold holographic frog posters on the festival circuit. For four <laughs> <months last> <laughs> I mean, uh, do you, you know, you know how like you go to like a food truck festival and you know, every, it's just kind of accepted. Like everybody knows, like there's that one food truck over there. You go to buy weed. Do you think that there's like one booth at this, uh, like spirituality convention where you go to buy like acid and shrooms and stuff? Oh, I mean, mm. undoubtedly they Probably, have hookups yeah. for that stuff. Sick. That's the other thing that doesn't get talked about though, is like if you're, if you're having one of these festival things and your constituency is mostly like white conservative people, they can do all the fucking drugs they want and like no police are ever going to buzz them. They're probably buying it from undercover cops. <laughs> like, yeah. what, what's the easiest way to observe these people without anyone suspecting you literally just sell them drugs. Nice. <laughs> and, like intelligence agencies are not above that. <laughs> That's true. It's also like a great customer base. Like if they need to move yeah. some acid, just like show up to this festival, sell some tabs at the market market rate. You get information, <laughs> you get money, you get to like maybe pick up a crystal on the cheap too. You get it all. Yeah, it's so funny too because it's like it's not just the culmination of like you know weird white conservatives, which it is that also, but it's also this thing where it's like 
it's a specific demographic of people who have have this combination of factors in their life where they've never been checked on anything and mm-hmm. they've also never had to learn anything to succeed and so like they've ju- they just guess the stupidest stuff over and over again until eventually you're at the Lemurian table at the consciousness conference. And you're like, I think this guy who said the QAnon shaman is actually an alien being who's going to elevate my soul is making some pretty good points. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, You know, based on my experience in life so far, this is adding up. I think this is probably real. (laughs) Yeah. Based on the fact that I judge everything on whether it's cringe or based, I'm starting to think these Lemurian guys are pretty. (laughs) it's an exaggeration but that's really like the the level of brain these people are on it's like the um it's like the boomers who just watch fox news and believe everything they see on fox news except these people are up and mobile and talking to each other at insane conventions for people who read each other's niche websites Mm -hmm. it's like a it's like a cargo cult started going uh and doing fan fiction and then (laughs) like uh you know they kind of got so far from the original thread that they're doing like a whole different thing now, which <laughs> absolutely rocks. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's at least a cargo cult has a connection to reality. These are like cargo cults on cargo cults on cargo mm-hmm. cults. Mm-hmm. Just like completely. It's a game of telephone. Yeah. Well, yeah, this is like the last ditch effort of someone who's been through a lot of belief systems. Well, yeah. speaking of uh, something in the water that is probably causing people to lose their minds. Uh, we talked about the East Palestine derailment and the uh, various like kind of lies being uh, saturated in the media uh, being handed down by both government officials and Norfolk Southern Railroad, right? These people mm-hmm. who are directly responsible for poisoning you know, tons of humans, tons of animals, all, uh, you know, thousands of square miles. Mm-hmm. Um, Apparently, new water testing shows no detection of contaminants in East Palestine's municipal water system, according to Governor Mike DeWine. So the Ohio EPA is declaring that the municipal water is safe to drink, which I don't trust that at all. Yeah, great track record on that EPA. Gotta tell you, EPA never misses. They've, in, they've, I tell you, they set out to protect the environment. Bang up job, guys. Really great. You've done so well. It's this is like protected. the same, same EPA that uh, said Flint water was safe to drink right mm-hmm. up until it very clearly became obvious that it was not. Right? Yeah, well, that's what I say to Governor Mike DeWine. Drink it. Drink it then, coward. Let me have see. Have you. a big old glass. Yeah. He's going to pull, yeah. pull the Obama where he pu- puts the glass up to his mouth and takes a tiny, like, pretend <laughs> sip in front of a gymnasium for, full of children. That was one of Obama's, like, sh- like, slimiest moves. Like, when I saw that, it, like, not that I had yeah. much or any respect for him, and obviously, like, murdering people with drones is pretty bad, too. Mm-hmm. But just, like, the, the shamelessness of that, like, the pure, like, hucksterism. It was really disgusting. Mm-hmm. It, it did feel like I was watching a sketch show when it <laughs> happened. Like a lot of, like when Obama was president, sketch shows loved to do Obama segments. Sure, um, sure. Yeah, but I sure. mean, Governor Mike DeWine is absolutely full of bullshit. If he won't drink the, if he won't drink a gallon jug of the water on mm-hmm. live TV, 
then I don't want to hear from him. And Norfolk Southern, uh, the other party largely responsible for dealing with this, did not even show up to the town hall God. in East Palestine. Oh, also, I think it's called East Palestine because Ohio just pronounces things wrong. And <laughs> they should have called East with Israel, it. then the government be giving them all our money. <laughs> yeah, they, they forgot this one weird trick. It's yeah. kind of like how Pittsburgh has a North Versailles. And if you say North Versailles, <laughs> nobody knows what the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> North Versailles. That's a cargo cult. That's amazing. Yeah. That's even better than Notre Dame. Because at least it's like, all right, Notre Dame, Notre Dame. But just being like, yeah, Versailles. <laughs> like, I'm going to specifically pronounce these silent letters is amazing. Yeah, well, it was just printed on the sign for so long. And I got to imagine so few people in Pittsburgh were speaking French after, yeah. you know, 1850 or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, after like, uh, after 1850, if you spoke French, French out loud in Pittsburgh, they they just shot you. Yeah, you were just on. It's on site. Yeah, uh, but this Norfolk Southern announced uh, during an email that they said they were uh, increasingly concerned about the growing physical threat to employees, and as such, mm. they would not be attending the town hall in East Palestine. Pussies. To which I have to say, yeah, pull like, up, pull up, man. Because well, here's the thing though: is like when they say they're increasingly concerned about the growing physical threat to employees, I believe them. Because if I lived in that town, I would throw hands. <laughs> uh, yeah, absolutely, it would be absolutely righteous to do so. Yeah, yeah. And if I lived anywhere downstream of that town, I would also throw hands. Mm -hmm. I, I know a lot of people in the Ohio Valley who are posting like, this is the rainwater. These are the puddles outside my house. They're fucking filthy. I don't trust them. I'm buying bottled water. Like. I would too. Yeah. I would. Yeah, uh, didn't Pete Buttigieg uh, do a press conference where he didn't even uh, mention, like he like specifically avoided even talking about the fucking, uh, like he's the, he's the transportation secretary. This is supposed to be his thing. Mm -hmm. And uh, he, he literally won't even um, like, he refuses to talk about East Palestine. Yeah. Very, very cool. Um, yeah, I feel like this whole thing, this is an argument, like, if you're like, yeah, it would be unsafe for our employees to go. So therefore, like, the CEO is going to go because I don't want to put any of my employees in harm's way. <laughs> I'll bear the responsibility. I'll bring security guards and I'll explain what happened to people because I don't want to put anyone else in danger. Instead, they're just like, we decided to not show up because you guys are so mad. Yeah, I think that they think if they just leave it alone for long enough... It, it'll just like go away and people will just forget about it. But I'm pretty fucking sure that that's not going to happen this time. I mean, mm -hmm. that's the thing is like you look at the map, it's contaminating the water supply for, you know, probably pretty close to like a quarter of the country mm -hmm. once all of the effects of this shake out. And it's like, you know, we've had water disasters uh, in this country before, but if like a quarter of our water table is shot through the whole like impending water crisis that everybody keeps talking about is going to happen in the 2040s is probably going to happen in the late 2020s instead. <laughs> yeah. So one, one thing to also um, to, to keep in mind here. All right. So the total market capitalization of North Norfolk Southern's uh, Nor Norfolk Southern corporations stock is $52 billion. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, but imagine like to fully, make whole everybody who is, has been or will be poisoned by this or will have their animals killed or their farms destroyed, their land rendered uh, toxic to fully make those people whole. It's going to be a lot more than $52 billion. If 
if an actual like court case or, or a number of court cases or a class action, a number of class actions ever actually happens, right? Because that, that'll be held up for three, five, maybe eight years, right? Like we've seen it before with like uh, Deepwater Horizon and uh, like these disasters caused by industrial accidents that leave people uh, injured or kill people in many cases. And like, like people are going to be basically suffering and uh, they're not going to be made whole for years. And then when they finally are, one, I'll tell you two things that are going to happen. One, the company itself is either going to declare bankruptcy mm-hmm. and reform as a new organization with a new name to mm-hmm. shirk responsibility, try to prevent as much of the money going to victims as possible. Or two, the federal government is going to have to step in and the gains like the money made by Norfolk Southern is going to be privatized and go into the hands of wealthy investors and the losses, the costs to make these people whole that have been poisoned or had their land ruined. uh, That's going to come out of taxpayers pocket because it's a privatization of profit profits and a, uh, a public uh, publicization of the costs of this horrific accident. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Stuff like this, it, it really like, illustrates the flawed thinking that makes people be like, oh, you know, look how good capitalism is because this company is worth $10 billion. This company is worth $40 billion. Like, look at all this value and efficiency that's being generated when really it's just like efficiency in extraction or not even really like efficiency. It's just like the money can flow upwards and not downwards. So like this Mm -hmm. company can operate with shitty trains. They can fuck up and destroy their own products. Like they aren't able to sell these chemicals now. So it's not even like it's good for them that they spill them. They can just make whatever mistakes they want and not face any consequences for it. So it's still mm-hmm. fine. One, one thing I don't know anything about is the how these railroad companies are insured. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure they carry insurance. I'm sure the insurance yeah. is not going to be adequate to make whole the people who have been uh, injured or harmed oh, yeah. by this. I, I doubt um, the insurance even covers incidental damage. I, I bet the insurance only covers the assets that are lost. No, the, the insurance yeah. covers covers the cost of, of hiring lawyers who are going to <laughs> yeah. do whatever they can to minimize yeah. how much they have to pay out to victims of this disaster. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and apparently, so, so I talked about this on the last uh, episode, but um, derailments and collisions are actually fairly common in the U.S. rail system, I think on average. Uh, mm-hmm. counting minor derailments and minor collisions, there's around four per day. But sometimes okay. those are as minor as two cars bashing into each other a little hard, right, to the degree that they would need to file an incident report in a rail yard or uh, on like a, a siding or whatever. Um, so th- big disasters like this thing that's happening in Detroit now and the Palestine, Ohio, thing uh they, they're not as common but they but because now i, I think what ha- was happening now is what happened with the food plant fires a few months ago or do you guys remember that like uh, people started noticing that they were happening more often than usual yeah and, and they were they were happening uh there was a, a statistically significant number of food fires and other accidents and hazards at food processing plants above the normal uh, mean yeah. of that happening, right? Remember the Wisconsin and, uh, dairy fire we talked yes. about? Oh, yeah. And people started noticing. Uh, I think that it, it, it sort of got subsumed a little bit into culture war because it did end up being a lot of 
uh, like right wing sources basically uh, claiming there's a there's an attack on the American food supply happening. Which, They're trying to make the cheese fire woke. I mean, <laughs> you know, you, you can probably attribute it to both incompetence and uh, and lax uh, safety standards in in service of profit maxing. But uh, what happened then was then we were inundated, we were flooded in the media with reports of these uh, accidents and disasters happening at food processing plants to the point where about a month later. They were completely out of the news because everybody had been desensitized. They were hyper normalized to the point where we don't care anymore. And and these these things still are happening at food processing plants. I don't have the data whether it's uh, more than normal or less than normal, uh, but I can say for sure that these rail accidents they do occur. But the degree to ha- which, like the degree to how bad these ones are, like these derailments with toxic chemicals, this is not normal. It is slightly more than normal, but mm-hmm. I am fully confident that what is going to happen over the next month is we're going to be inundated in the media. We're going to be hyper, it's going to be hyper normalized. And by a month from now, we're going to be all desensitized to it. Well, I mean, I don't even know if it has to be hyper normalized. Like you report on it once or twice and you kind of sweep it under the rug and then it just goes that way. Like something we talk about on work stoppage all the time. And this is like a one-to-one with the derailment thing because labor intensification causes safety issues. It, It just always fucking does. Like Amazon warehouses have depending on the region of the country, two and sometimes three times the rate of injury and death in the workplace as other warehouse jobs, as what you would call like a traditional warehouse job where you don't have the whole Amazon piss in a bottle scheduling system and all of the crazy automation and you're working next to like two giant robots that could easily crush you. And better to work in a mom and pop warehouse. (laughs) I mean, well, in a way it, it, it's just better to work in a warehouse that's not Amazon. Like yeah, it doesn't yeah, yeah. <laughs> any does logistics company that is not Amazon Insane. is going to treat you better. Um, and like that's the thing. Like they don't want to talk about how this is a labor intensification issue. They don't want to talk about how this is an issue where it's like we probably should just nationalize our rail infrastructure in the first mm-hmm. place because those are all like systemic analyses of the problem. What they'd rather do is like just conduct some water surveys in the area and act like putting a fucking bandaid on it is the same thing as fixing it, which it's fucking <laughs> not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I remember. Uh, I think it was like a week ago or so. Uh, Adam Johnson was tweeting up from uh, Citations Needed was tweeting about this whole thing and he was saying like there's a sort of general sense that the media is quote-unquote not covering it and he was like doing an actual analysis where he was checking every like sunday news show or whatever and he was he was saying like they are mentioning it but if they ever cover it it's covered in a very like natural disaster kind of way where there's no like looking Mm -hmm. deeper into the issues that caused it or like Mm -hmm. who is responsible kind of just looking at it in a way of like isn't it terrible that this thing happened here's new updates on how it's going yeah and like even natural disaster, it's like the way that those are often covered in America, like completely ignore the systemic issues that lead to like a bunch of people living in the path of a hurricane or houses being built that aren't like flood safe or tornado safe or whatever. Like there's always a way that like something systemic could have prevented a disaster from from being as bad as it was or from happening at all. And it's almost never covered in that way. 
Oh yeah, there was an Amazon warehouse in Illinois that got hit by a tornado, mm-hmm. and like most of the media coverage was like, you know, uh, R.I.P. You know, like uh, it's so sad that this happened. You know, uh, weather is crazy. You got to watch out for tornado. And it's like, no, 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 no. Management at the Amazon facility told them that they couldn't leave early or they yeah, would we, lose we their jobs. That. Yeah, mm-hmm. we covered that on the show. They were literally imprisoned in the Amazon warehouse, and basically, they they were basically killed. Uh, mm-hmm. by management and it's yeah. the same thing with the rail thing like these people these are like jobs that pay a really good amount of money compared to the other jobs that are available to some of these folks and the thing is is that when you work them to death when you only give them one day off a month you don't put anybody else on the train you don't inspect the train you don't have any real fucking safety standards to speak of at all and there's no organization they're holding you accountable it's just like uh, it, it, it can really, it can really get out of hand really fast, and it's yeah. going to lead not just to the deaths of workers, but like the deaths of a lot of different people. Yeah. yeah. So, like we mentioned a moment ago, uh, yesterday there was another derailment. This time in Van Buren Township, Michigan, outside of mm-hmm. Detroit, um, and apparently this one is, uh, you know, there's a bunch of train cars off the rails. We don't know what caused it yet. Uh, this one also has hazardous materials. However, only one of the cars on the train was carrying hazardous materials hmm. uh, compared to the East Palestine thing where it was like like 10 cars had this uh, vinyl chloride chemical mm-hmm. on them. Um, so this is, this is a serious derailment, right? They're going to have to bring in a lot of heavy, heavy equipment to lift these cars back onto the tracks. I mean, a lot of them are, are beyond repair. Uh, this is going to cost a lot of money. And also result in significant logistics delays across the board because now, you know, that that rail line is is there's a there's a fucking crash site there. Mm -hmm. Uh, But thankfully, right, like, uh, you know, the bar is so low, but thankfully, uh, only one of the cars had hazardous uh, chemicals on board. Yep. Mm-hmm. And as long as we're talking about uh, private companies releasing all kinds of bullshit into the environment, let's talk about Neuralink being oh, under yeah. investigation for something that happened back in 2019. So this is, this they, is Elon Musk's like thing that he's implanting in monkey brains for testing. That's going to let uh-huh. you like uh, shit post on Twitter from your brain. Right? Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. And, and he killed a bunch of monkeys doing it, right? Like they all died after having terrible brain damage or something. <laughs> I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. And he also didn't found this company either. Well, I think he did actually found technically this version of the company, but there were two other guys who were doing brain chip stuff specifically to help people with a specific like uh, brain injury Mm -hmm. uh, so that they could regain control of limbs or operate a robotic limb or whatever. And he ended up without revealing who he was buying the name Neuralink off of them. They spelled it with a capital L as well. Okay. And uh, for like, I think, ten thousand dollars twenty thousand dollars something like that and then it turned out later that that was elon musk like those guys sold their company name and then they were like oh shit that's actually the richest guy in the world who just bought that could ask okay, for okay to be fair it's 2023 the whole like uh, company name where it's two words the second one's capitalized mm-hmm. and it's it's smashed together doesn't look good anymore okay yeah. just go all lowercase or mm-hmm. one word, first letter, letter capitalized. Okay, so yeah. Elon's <laughs> actually disrupting by changing the capitalization of this outdated ass <laughs> fucking obsolete company name. Yeah, yeah, I mean, back in 2020, I changed my store Bong Nuts to have a lowercase n, no longer uppercase nuts. Mm, nice. Wow. That's yeah. growth. You know, so uh, you got to get with the times, I guess. 
But so Neuralink is being um, investigated because apparently they allegedly packed and transported uh, materials in an unsafe manner that may have contained viruses such as herpes B and antibiotic resistant bacteria like Staphylococcus and Klebsiella. And uh, kielbasa looks like it's kiel- kielbasa. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He cooked some kielbasa, not all the way through, <laughs> so they could spread diseases. And uh, the article says possibly because Neuralink employees had not received proper safety training. Mm -hmm. And they said it's standard practice to investigate all violations of hazardous materials, transportation regulations. And so I guess uh, you done fucked up, Elon. But also when I saw the timing, 2019, I thought to myself, like, I swear to God, if Elon Musk caused COVID, (laughs) I'm going to beat his ass with my bare hands. (laughs) Yeah, what if that was why he was so confident when he tweeted, like, I bet no new cases by, what did he say? Like, April, June or something of Mm -hmm. of 2020. He had some, like, really optimistic date of when COVID would be over. Right. I'm so surprised that Elon Musk is mishandling monkey brains. Yeah, well, that's (laughs) the other thing is, like, it's one thing to mishandle, like, medical waste or something that might be something, you know, like, pretty unsettling, like, maybe, like, skin tissue samples or fecal matter or blood or some, like, really gross shit. But, like, technology that's been implanted into a monkey's actual brain and then discarded that's the sickest thing i can think of to handle <laughs> that really makes my entire skin crawl like yeah. i didn't know that elon said in 2022 he's like i'm going to get one of these installed in myself when they're ready which i guess just means he's going to get it installed in himself never but still like that's that's a bold claim that he's like i'm going to try this thing that killed all my monkeys <laughs> does he think he's like the emperor from the foundation series where he's like, I'm going to get something installed in my brain that reads my brain and I'll get a special force shield that goes on my wrist and it's a bracelet. And <laughs> this is so fucking reading this article about how they handle these like hazardous herpes and hepatitis infected monkey brains. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is so fucking funny because in one of the paragraphs they're talking about a UC Davis staffer uh, whose name is redacted wrote in an email that three explanted devices had arrived in an open box with no secondary container and <laughs> the staffer noted that the uncontained monkey contaminated hardware put members of the primate center at risk and i'm just uh, i'm just imagining it's like arrested development like the dead dove in the pla- the paper bag <laughs> and there's just a there's just a box in the in the ca- cafeteria fridge at tesla that says monkey brains do not eat <laughs> <laughs> It sounds like it is that level of fucking. Is that open box? Do they even like seal it up? An open box. It's open. (laughs) It's just like what the lid is. The you can look inside and see the the rotting monkey brain. I mean, did they deliver it by tossing it onto the front porch (laughs) from their bicycle? Like (laughs) they're 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 running they're running Tesla like a freaking wet market. Yeah, Yeah, they have like like newspaper delivery boys just like tossing (laughs) these devices back at people's porches. It's so fucking yep, gross. one mug labeled coffee and then the other mug is labeled monkey brains and then you <laughs> end up sipping the wrong one. Well, this is like the same thing as the train derailments, right? It's probably cheaper for Neuralink to just do a slapdash job and put tons of people at risk over and over again because the once in a while time that they get caught, they get investigated. Maybe they pay a little fine. It's a little slap on the wrist. It barely even affects their operating costs. They don't even blink at it. And then they just fucking do it again because it's cheaper than hiring professional medical waste handlers or whatever you hire to dispose of uh, hepatitis 
hepatitis B infected monkey brain technology. I don't even know if there is a standard for that. <laughs> I mean, it's just okay. standard medical is. waste. Like uh, it's yeah. not a, it's not fucking rocket science. No, yeah. you chuck it in the Monongahela just, like a self-respecting Pittsburgher. <laughs> <laughs> it's not fucking yeah. rocket science to yeah. dispose of medical waste properly. If every fucking like deli and like diner and like fast food restaurant, if those employees can learn how to like do food safety regulations and follow those, like those can be pretty strict sometimes. If that, yeah. if that can work without a hitch, I think people at a fucking brain implant company can learn how to handle medical waste. Yeah, yeah the guys at the fucking te- bodega are stoned as shit and they can make <laughs> a bacon, egg, and cheese without giving you salmonella. I think you fucking a billion dollar <laughs> company can handle a little bit of medical waste without yeah. you know spreading hepatitis. <laughs> I mean, sometimes I sincerely think that the bigger a company is, the less capable they are of yeah. actually doing oh, the d- Diffusion of, uh, That's true. of accountability yeah. for yeah. Fuck ups. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think if you gave Jeff Bezos a broom and a room and were like, can you sweep this room? He would like break down in tears. He'd be like, I don't know. What does this do? I haven't had to use my hands for anything in like a decade. I don't even jack myself off anymore. I don't understand this at all. He uses the Chinese dick, dick sucking machine from, yeah, the, yeah. Yeah, from the hospital. <laughs> we could do like a fun experiment. Like, you know, okay. The guy who traded a red paperclip up to a house on eBay. You remember yeah. that guy? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. What if we did that? But instead it was like, I went, to a Walmart and talk to a cashier and I escalated my concern all the way through the company until I reached a member of the Walton family. <laughs> it took two and a half years. This is my story. <laughs> yeah, I think that it, that would be harder than uh, getting a paperclip into a house. Like, oh yeah, they're, they're going to be so insulated that they'll like never approach you no matter how big your problem is. Well, speaking of people that are extremely insulated, remember our good friend, our, our close person friend of the show sam bankman freed mm-hmm. oh i love that guy he does the the graffiti art that sells for a lot of money right ba- yeah, sam yeah. banksy freed that's sam right banky <laughs> freed well Thank it turns you, out he Mr. has banky. not been freed but he has apparently been under house arrest mm. and in a, a new court filing that's the best <laughs> kind of arrest to be fair, a, a bank, <laughs> you have to stay home and play video games. Bankman Freed's attorneys said in a new court filing that their client used a VPN, right? So, so he was caught using a VPN. If, if, okay. For those of you who don't know, a VPN is basically like uh, you can access the internet, but it routes your traffic through, it can route your traffic through a different location within the United States, but it can mm-hmm. also be used to route your traffic through another country. Yeah. And when there's like, a lot of crypto stuff is they don't accept U.S. customers because of of laws, uh, you know, and it's kind of sketchy. And uh, people use VPNs to get around that. So, and 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 the funniest part about this is that uh, Sam Bankman used a VPN. He claims to watch the Super Bowl, which is free <laughs> on network TV. <laughs> it's free on the computer, too. I literally yeah. was like, I should watch this. I googled watch Super Bowl, Fox website, you click it, you're watching the Super Bowl. It's just it is, one click. Anyone can do it. Your grandpa, if he knows how to Google, could have done that. I mean, that's the thing. Like they, It's not pay-per-view. It's not, like a, it's not a boxing match. They have already lined up the ad space for this. They want as many eyes on it as possible. If they could, if they could set up buses in every city to take you to somewhere to watch the Super Bowl, they mm-hmm. would do it. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, I'm surprised there weren't like pop-ups that were like, click here to watch the Super Bowl now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's, yeah, I was that's... actually worried about this because I don't have cable. 
right? I just have internet. I have a, mm-hmm. an Apple TV. And I was like, I was like, I, I, I guess I, I didn't really read about it before the Super Bowl. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, I, I guess I ha- got to go to a bar to watch the game. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and then like halfway through, I was like, the vibes here are fucked. Can I just get this on my phone? And I'm like at the bar and pulling it up. It took me like five seconds. Yeah, and I was mm-hmm. watching the Super Bowl on my phone. <laughs> so I just walked home from the bar and watched the rest on my yeah, couch. Yeah. <laughs> you walked all the way back from Kansas City? That is wild. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Sam Bankman-Fried, very obviously doing something shady mm-hmm. uh, with crypto and literally uh, violating the terms of his bail. Um, so yeah, uh, like he can't stop fucking... Mm-hmm. getting in his own way he can't stop blocking his own shot yeah well, that's i'm shocked he's funny. like allowed to use a computer at all i thought like in like computer i guess it's not exactly computer crime it's like fraud but like people who were convicted convicted of like hacking and stuff they just aren't allowed to use a computer with internet access at all yeah. to be fair that that should be that should be against the constitution that's cruel yeah. and unusual all right at maybe point, maybe yeah. he just wants to play some cod yeah. I mean, okay. at let some him, point you, at some point you have to like admire somebody who is so good at the computer that the government is like the only way to stop you is no computer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the government is is your mom and dad, and you're 15, yeah. and they said no computer. I I love that though, because like Sam Bankman Fried is a fucking idiot. He committed financial crimes, which any moron can commit. But committing cool technological crimes that involve actual hacking, which is mostly just calling people on the phone and sending emails. A lot of people don't know that. Um, but like, if you can commit cool enough computer crimes that the U.S. government is like, yeah, we we have a FBI agent making sure that you you can't like whip up a Raspberry Pi out of some tin <laughs> cans and string. <laughs> I think you should wear that as a badge of pride. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sir. Not only are we forbidding you from trading securities, you have to now become a Mennonite. Yeah. Well, that's that, that's the other thing too, because like it used to be that like computer technology was so new that if you were just like a particularly bright person, you could figure out shit that could fuck up Mm -hmm. everybody's day at the Pentagon or whatever. But that's kind of gone by the wayside. Like cybersecurity is still full of like major vulnerabilities and exploits and shit, but you kind of have to have a PhD in doing that shit to even get started. You can't just be a dude who like built a computer out of junk he found in his backyard and is suddenly like, you know, uh, getting kernel access at the white house. <laughs> yeah. Well, as long as we're talking about free things like the, uh, super bowl, let's talk about something that should be free, such as housing. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. as you may know, California has been experiencing an extremely bad housing crisis for a really fucking long time now. Mm-hmm. And apparently there is this university uh, Cal Poly Humboldt in Humboldt, Northern California, is considering putting its students up in a barge that is eight miles away from campus because it is so difficult for them to acquire student housing in the area. And the uh, university apparently also has leads on several hotels that wow. they want to use as dormitories <laughs> because that's nice. the level of desperation that they're at right now. But this, you know, is, a, just this uh, is a college for, in a, a city with 18,000 people. It's not even some like huge town or like super bustling metropolis or mm-hmm. something. Just a small town. And they're like, wow, nowhere for a human being to be here for some reason. Yeah, it's located in Arcata, California, which is a place I have never heard of, despite the fact that California has like the highest ratio of famous cities to cities of any state in the country. <laughs> <laughs> 
Like, yeah, I've never like, even uh, been to California, and I can name like twelve cities in that. Yeah, yeah, state. four hours north of San Francisco. Okay. Yeah, it's way up there. Yeah. yeah, well, and like that's the area that's experiencing the absolute worst of the housing crisis. Like San Francisco is the one you always hear about where it's like one bedroom studio apartment, no pets, $3,200 a month, <laughs> 900 square feet. Like probably not even that, like 300 square feet. Yeah. yeah. To be fair, if you move to San Francisco from somewhere else in America, you probably deserve it. Like, yeah. <laughs> like if you have the money to do that, you you, you deserve, you know. Well, you I mean, and that that's, city deserve each other. That's like the that's the horrible shit about tech, tech, the tech industry in Silicon Valley is that it promises jobs for people that are significantly better uh, in terms of pay than the money they can make elsewhere. But then it's like, why don't you move to one of the most congested, overdeveloped, overpriced, over you know, developed, invested in whatever regions of the country? And okay, yeah, you're getting paid like low six figures, but you're basically paying out high five mm -hmm. figures just to survive. And you, you end up being left with like 10 grand in walking around money at the end of the year. And when I say walking around money, I mean like to pay for things like entertainment, going out to eat, you know, whatever. And it's like, you end up having a lower standard of living than somebody who just works a normal job in the middle of the country. Mm -hmm. But you, you also like can't let go of it because it's, it's also a point of pride that like, oh, you're a web developer or a software engineer, or you work on Google's hardware racks or whatever the fuck you do, you know? Like, so, so what is the, uh, what is this, uh, Northern Californian Polytechnic Institute's, uh, solution for this, uh, housing shortage well they want to put a boat uh eight miles away from campus in the harbor and they keep saying that they want to like it's going to have all the accommodations that a normal like student hall would have it's going to have a dining hall but wow. the, the students are calling it a prison boat <laughs> Hell yeah. And Can you, that's like so funny that they're like, look, it's going to have everything you need in, in a place to live, like a room with food in it. Yeah. We can provide <laughs> yeah. that on this boat. It's like, wow, really? You're going to have food. You're, you're, that's incredible. You're going to have to swab the deck and eat hard tack. Yeah. <laughs> what a draw, you know? Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, the funniest part comes at the very end of the article where um, Miles Slattery, the city manager of Eureka, told the Chronicle that a boat could house around 600 students and it would include typical college staples like a dining hall. I think personally that this is a great idea, Slattery told the Lost Coast Post. It would be a huge benefit to the city of Eureka, our businesses, to have this available. So he's basically saying like, we want your college kids money in our grubby little town, yeah. uh, near your grubby little town. And then he also says, I don't get why some people are calling it a prison boat. The facilities are amazing. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, no, this is uh, okay, also you uh, can leave, so it does not fit the definition of a prison. <laughs> I I do I, I I absolutely like love this and like a very as an entertaining thing. Like, like I, if, obviously, if William Gibson wrote this into a book, we would all be like, "Great one, Will." This is it's yeah. very fun, right? Yeah. Like, I, and, and honestly, the concept of living on a boat. Uh, you know, even it, it, though it would probably be like incredibly squalid conditions, like mm -hmm. if the toilets back up, it's basically yeah, yeah. like you're on the, the fucking poop cruise. You guys remember that story from a few years back? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, uh, like it's it, in practice, it would be terrible. But 
I gotta be honest, it does sound kind of fun. Yeah, you're walking down a long fluorescent hallway. I, a row of identical doors with round windows in them stand to your <laughs> right. The wall to your left is the hull of the ship, uh, a blank, vacant, straight line in front of you on which you are able to project no emotions. The fluorescent lights flicker dimly in your eyes and make your headache ever so slightly worse as the tinny speakers that line the baseboards pump out Living on sponge cake. <laughs> Watching the sun bake. <laughs> All of the turd is covered in oil. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you gotta hand it to America. No matter how squalid your living conditions, no matter how much of a cyberpunk hellscape you're going to be living in, no matter how exploited and crammed in, there's going to be some little piece of entertainment that will be very apropos to the situation. A song or a TV show or something. And they'll make sure you can watch that show while giving you no other benefits or, you know, human rights or whatever. Yeah. It's going to be just like a cruise ship where you have to sneak uh, like five ounces of Malibu rum in in a travel-sized shampoo bottle. <laughs> getting getting keel-hauled by my fraternity <laughs> on, on the dorm boat. And as I'm half dead, gasping for air, as my mouth crosses the surface <laughs> of the wash water, I just scream, wasting away again in margarita. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to make the freshmen walk the plank. Yeah. <laughs> There's like a, a rival college is going to cruise up in a speedboat and do privateering. <laughs> raiding, raiding the fucking dorm boat would be the stupidest decision you could possibly make. What, <laughs> yeah, is, so what did you get? I got three grams of weed. What did you get? I got 19 Jimi Hendrix posters. <laughs> <laughs> I got an Xbox. Oh, cool. Like the brand new one? Uh, no. Oh, no, like, like an Xbox, Xbox 360? <laughs> no, just like the very first Xbox. <laughs> I got, a, I got a, a flat screen TV from 2013 that has a fist sized shatter uh, mark in the middle of it. Yeah, I got a GameCube that's been dropped off a house 20 times. <laughs> it still works. It somehow works, yeah. yeah. Imagine how many just like empty cans of Monster and like beer cans and how much trash would be dumped on the oh. side of that boat. Yeah, there would just be a, a, a constant stream of white and green monster cans floating away from the aft <laughs> of the boat off into the ocean. There would yeah. be like a, a whole ecosystem of like seagulls and frogs form around it. <laughs> and then they all immediately die because that shit will kill anything that's not a primate, I'm pretty yeah. sure. <laughs> every time you every time you throw an empty monster can on the ground, you are basically doing an East Palestine derailment for the <laughs> entire micro ecosystem that lives near where you've done that and throwing down an empty monster can is like a billion cigarette butts i'm convinced <laughs> <of that>. like, <laughs> it has to be like what the hell is even in that did you, you guys try that new flavor where it's like i so i usually drink the white monsters because sugar free mm -hmm. and i like mm -hmm. the, the flavor the but, so sometimes monsters, i'll, I'll yeah. sometimes i'll like the maga monster cha change yeah. it up a little bit um but uh so like there's the regular black and green monster okay. you know the, the regular with sugar but they just come out with a sugar-free version of mm -hmm. that flavor. It's oh. it's really it's surprisingly really good. Yeah, we got I got it on my truck at work, but nice. I don't really drink Monster, so I haven't tried it. I, yeah. I stay away from energy drinks, and when I do occasionally indulge, I like a Red Bull. That's mm -hmm. that's my choice. I like yeah, Red, Red Bull too. I like like the fruit flavored ones. The uh, yeah. the peach one is always really good. I like the regular one. It tastes like like cotton candy or Skittles or something. Mm -hmm. It's very rare for me to drink something that tastes like that. So it's kind of a nice treat. 
Yeah, I like the regular Red Bull too. I, I I feel the same way though. I try to like not fall down the rabbit hole of uh, energy drinks. Like I've never tried a bang because I'm just like I bet it's kind of good after you have a couple and then you just like become the guy who's always drinking a bang. Bang is the street guy. meth of energy drinks though. Like let's be real. For like, real. Y- if you drink bang, you're you're half a tweaker. Like <laughs> you know, <laughs> clear. You, you know how like 15, 20 years ago or like in the nineties. Um, like, uh, if some, some, somebody like smashed a window with their fist and like did, did like crazy crimes where it seems like they were unstoppable, Man, the police would always, a lot of soapy energy. Yeah, <laughs> the police would always blame PCP. Yeah. Oh, I, yeah. That's how I feel when I drink bang. It's so much caffeine, right? It's a huge amount of caffeine. I like, I feel unstoppable, but also that I'm about to fucking kill myself. Like I'm going to do, so I'm going to fucking kill myself from glass lacerations. I'm trying to yeah. Kool-Aid guy my way into a donut shop. That's yeah. how I feel when I occasionally have a Red Bull. It must just be like the taurine or the there's mm-hmm. like ginseng or something in there. Yeah. I don't know what it is, but it hits different than coffee because I drink strong yeah. ass black coffee and it doesn't even make me blink. And then yeah. I drink a Red Bull and I'm just like chattering like to everybody with an earshot. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, something about the uh, the fucking the other stuff, the other like uppers in there besides caffeine must fuck with you. I mean, that's that's one of my favorite like internet drug communities is all the the like nootropics guys who mm-hmm. are like, I got my Nuopept, I got my five meohpt CBD, I, I got my my full stack, man. I take ten megs in the morning and I take you know eighty micros in the afternoon just to yeah. keep it even keel, just to keep it even keel. And then I get my appetite up. I'm like, dude, I bet. I bet if you made a really nice cup of coffee and you smoked a pretty good joint, you would get better, more desirable effects than all that shit you're spending probably a grand (laughs) on every month. (laughs) Yeah. Or just, I don't know, like eat some almonds or something. Brazil nuts. Like food, it probably has a lot more like helpful chemicals (laughs) in it than just like distilled out pills or powders or whatever. Busting into the nootropics convention, just being like, hey, have you guys tried breathing exercises <laughs> <laughs> ever heard of spinach or apples they're yeah. pretty crazy it, it might not be that you don't it might not be that you have the wrong nootropic stack it might be that you eat beef jerky three meals a day yeah. <laughs> could just be that yeah. <laughs> well uh speaking of spending way too much fucking money on an absolute boondoggle oh yeah uh my favorite so we talked about the balloons um the whole like there were a couple like objects shot down by the United States and Canada over the past like two weeks. Um, and on February 11th, I tweeted that I, f- I actually found a weather balloon, like, like for hobbyists, you can get a 30 foot weather balloon on Amazon mm-hmm. for about a hundred bucks. And, you know, obviously it costs money to fill with helium, but you can essentially like, because there's hobbyists like weather, uh, you know, people who are interested in studying weather patterns, collecting atmospheric data, a lot mm-hmm. of college, like meteorological people studying this stuff do this. It's it's pretty common. Colleges um, release them all not the time. Five days later in the mm-hmm. Daily Mail, which you know that that it's an absolute rag, but whatever. Um, and Illinois, they reported that an Illinois hobby group called the Bottle Cap Balloon Brigade, that they're, uh, they're hobbyist weather balloon enthusiasts. They uh, launched a, a lot 13, to do in Ohio. They launched a 13... In, in Illinois. Illinois. Sorry. Yeah. There's slightly more to do in Illinois, but still. <laughs> yeah. It, um, Illinois, Illinois is just Ohio with uh, 
more guns. Illinois is yeah. like, what if you took all the cities in Ohio and just pushed them together into one city? Yeah. It's um, like, what if Columbus and Cincinnati were the same? So they bought this $13 <laughs> weather balloon and they lost track of it because like that can happen. Right. And apparently it pinged near Yukon in Alaska 10 hours before an F-22 shot it down with a $400,000 missile. <laughs> if you're still paying taxes so that the U.S. government can do this stupid shit, you're a fucking rube. <laughs> I mean, here's the fun thing, though, is there's still no, like prohibition or law against just releasing a shitload of weather balloons. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So if you want to, you could just release like hundreds of weather balloons and just track them and find out if the government shoots them down. It'd be a fun <laughs> thing to try. I, I think, I think that's a great idea and that somebody should write a song about doing that. I think that it would be really cool. It could be like uh, 69 Chinese balloons <laughs> spying in Montana skies. I bought them on Amazon Prime. Yeah. <laughs> and then the FBI came to my house. <laughs> Imagine yeah, it's getting... It's crazy how ahead uh, China is coming out in this whole thing when like all they <laughs> all they did was like like either they were flying a weather balloon or if you want to believe the lies of the US government they were flying a spy balloon even allowing that that they had like one spy balloon imagine flying one like sort of low effort spy balloon over your enemy and then they spend millions of dollars shooting down every balloon around them like basically tiring themselves out chasing after ghosts mm -hmm. so like every so often drop some balloons in or just like make it an internet pr uh, prank to do the balloon challenge and then you know your enemy will be wasting all their time and effort chasing nothing <laughs> while you while you don't even have to expend any effort yourself it is the kind of a funny position challenge yeah <laughs> the new the new tiktok the trend that's taking tiktok by storm <laughs> It is really funny that the U.S. government is in the position where they're shooting down a bunch of hobbyists' balloons and then loudly proclaiming, like, we're not scared. <laughs> Buddy, you just shot down a bunch of $13 balloons. <laughs> yeah, we're actually having a chill time, and we like doing this. It's easy and fun for us to chase every balloon we see, so uh, <laughs> keep it up if you want to. No skin off our noses. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, Osama bin Laden really fucked up when he crashed a plane into the Twin Towers when it turns <laughs> out he could have just gone to Party City. <laughs> He'd still be alive, probably, if all he'd been doing is balloons, because, like, what, is the government going to be like, it's your fault that we shot missiles into the World Trade Center when we saw a balloon on it? You can't blame that on someone else. I think he's probably still alive anyway, just chilling in Israel with Jeffrey Epstein. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> probably. Well, anyway, uh, on that note... Yeah, <laughs> Osama, if you're listening, uh, sign up for the Patreon. Big fan, yeah, We're you, huge you, fans. You, you and Jeff could toss us a little money. Give it, give some back to the people. That's right. Yeah, will you sign my book? <laughs> <laughs> the Audacity of Hope, signed by uh, Osama bin Laden. <laughs> All right. Well, that's that's your uh, beep beep for the week. Thank you all so much for listening. If you see any balloons, make sure to run as fast as you can uh, towards them. Uh, if you want to hear twice as many episodes of the show, you can support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash beep beep lettuce. So you can listen to my other show, Work Stoppage, which is about labor and union news. Bryn's other show, Generation Loss, which is about movies and TV. You can check out Todd's shop at doomer.shop. I got the new Project Bluebeam t-shirts. They just dropped mm -hmm. uh, the World Economic Forum Project Bluebeam UFO 
Alien Invasion Simulation 2023 is on, baby. Hell yeah. Get your nice. Lemurian Time War swag <laughs> there. Uh, <laughs> thank you so much for listening. We love you. Stay high. Goodbye. Be on. We'll catch Goodbye. you on the prison boat. That's right.